Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome to Sukunuska, hosted by me, Johnny Seifert. This is the Celebrity Mental Health Podcast, where I say it's okay to not be okay. And before we get to today's guest, whether you're watching or listening, please subscribe to Sukunuska. And let's keep spreading the word, it's okay to not be okay. And at the end of the episode, leave a five-star rating and a review. Now, let me tell my guest today. Yesterday, you'll know for the latest series of Married at First Sight, where in the third week she joined as a late arrival to marry JJ. However, as you know, if you've been watching this series, she's been caught in a love triangle as her husband JJ decided that he also liked Ella. So to tell her mental health journey through Married at First Sight and beyond, I'm delighted to welcome to Sukunisco. It's her extension specialist. It's Bianca. Hello, Bianca. Hi, how are you? All the better for seeing you. Now, this is a way to brighten up my day because I just want to give you a big hug. You've been through a massive journey the past couple of weeks on TV, obviously. It's been a lot, hasn't it? Um, It's hard when you have to relive it. You've gone through it, then you downwind, and then you relive it again. And it's quite hard to go back through them emotions. Because for those that don't know, and I hope people do know now, but you do film it. We won't talk about when, but you did film it in advance. And then... On social media, you've got to put pictures up to say, look, this is me and my husband, and look at us being really happy. You know the reality of what's actually going on now. And then it comes onto TV, and then you've got all your fans and all his fans getting involved, and then you're like, this is a weird world that I'm living in. I don't really know how to navigate through it. Is that fair to say? Completely fair to say, because... You obviously want the public to feel like they're a part of your journey while you're going through it. So you do want to post pictures of yourselves together, even though you know mentally you've not worked out. But you don't want the public to know that as the journey is going along, because otherwise they won't, they'll just be like, oh, well, they don't work out. So no point really being invested in their story. And I really wanted people to like feel what I was going through, you know. I didn't get accepted from JJ when he saw me. He he obviously tried and it, it didn't work out, but um, from the very get-go, he didn't really want to give me a chance. And I did want people to just, you know, see that we was going on this up and down kind of roller coaster. Well, you put on Instagram an amazing quote from Khalil Gibran, which said, beauty is not in the face, beauty is a light in the heart. And I think that's a really nice quote to summarise your journey on Married at First Sight. And to use that quote, 
when you know what he thought about the way you look and it's so superficial, how did that make you feel inside? It really hurts. Um, my appearance has been up for debate online and everywhere across the whole nation. And from the fact that one one guy literally looked at me and went, nah, she's not for me. He didn't even get to know me. And that was the thing that beauty is in the, the eye of the beholder. And I always feel like beauty is from the inside. It's not about what's on the outside. You can be the most beautiful human being on the planet. But if, if you're rotten on the inside, it shows right through. And I just thought that like, yeah, okay, I'm not the prettiest. I'm not the best looking girl out there. But, you know, I have a good heart and I, I really wanted him to see that. Well, let's talk about where your good heart comes from. And let's go back all the way to the beginning of Young Bianca. So talk to me about your school days. Who were you in school and how did you find school? I found school okay. I didn't have any issues with school. I was just, it was a very straightforward life for me at school. I did after school classes, you know, some things I struggled with like maths really badly. So I used to do really like loads of after school classes to make sure I passed my GCSEs because I was adamant. I was like, I really want to pass. But I never had any issues. I wasn't really like bullied or anything. It was just a very normal life. Like it was very normal at school. And I got in my last year of school, so year 11, I got with my ex-boyfriend and he, I kind of think that's kind of where things like went a bit weird for me as such. I wasn't really like school focused. I did my GCSEs. I went to sixth form, well, college and my mind just wasn't in it because of like my ex-boyfriend and he he wasn't the nicest to me he was very manipulative and you know it things very much heavily spiraled spiraled from that school life was normal my life was normal I had a normal group of friends it was just spiraled after that (laughs) can we talk about that manipulation and the triggers so that those who are listening if they're going through something similar know the signs to look out for now that you've come out hopefully the other side it first started off with like shouting in my face and you know manipulating me into thinking I wasn't good enough and it it really not my self-esteem here it was the levels of I need to be better than you for you to know that like I it was kind of like an ownership as such like I own you without me you'll be nothing and that's how it made me feel from then the obviously the the emotional abuse from it it he got quite physical and then um there were times when I was being taken into hospital for what had happened it kind of just it just kind of spiraled but I mentally started getting to grips with the fact that I shouldn't allow this it was for me the first time I felt I was in love as such I accepted it because I thought that's what love was at the time because I was so young and then as I was getting older I was realizing that this wasn't love this was like a very narcissistic relationship and it was something I needed to like run from. When was that moment that it got so bad that it was kind of like that wake-up call to you of this is now too much? I think when we was out in public and he I said hi to someone who I went to school with and he just like did this massive outburst in public and just screamed so loud in my face. The fact that the public, a member of the public phoned the police and the police arrived 
and I was like thinking what is going on I just said hi like I I was like I'm not having an affair I literally said hello and he just had like this full-on meltdown to the police and I was just thinking like this isn't normal like this is not normal behavior we should be able to trust each other to speak to other people and after that I was like I, I remember going home the police took me home dropped me off and I just remember being like I think I need to run. It took me a fair few times to actually cut the cord, I think. Um, I kept going back a few times because I was like, oh, you know, he's sorry. I believe him. You know, he's not going to do it again. And then every single time it got worse and worse. And then I was like, okay, this is actually extremely damaging. I need to go. And so what happens? You've had that cut off. You decide that you want to go. He's not allowing you to go. How do you manage to actually escape? So I changed my number. I, I got a new job because he knew where I lived. He knew my workplace. So I got a new job. I changed my number. I stopped going out. I just kind of like, it was weird, but I almost like isolated myself in order to, so he didn't know where I was. He obviously knew where I lived, but he knew he couldn't come to the house. And I just kind of kept myself away for months on end until he had moved on or found someone else. But in that time, I also reflected and worked on myself, which was the time I needed to. But it was hard without my family and my friends. I probably couldn't have done it. Well, for anyone that's watching or listening, if you're going through something similar and if you're a lady and you're trapped in a relationship, womensaid.org.uk is a website where they will give you the advice. So that's womensaid.org.uk. Bianca, did you ever go and seek therapy afterwards to actually build up yourself again and that self-love that you had in yourself originally? Um, I did go to therapy. It was actually quite emotional for me. So I... It was actually quite a weird one for me because I didn't actually ever recognise that I had anxiety. It was something that I always just thought was very normal, the way my like my heart raced and the, the palpitation, the sweat and the overthinking. I was just like, that's the normal process of a human being, surely. And I just remember I just had like the worst heart problems and, the, and like the, the tightest of chest. And I just thought, oh my God, like I can't breathe. And I almost like... I just felt extremely emotional and I was crying all the time. And I remember on New Year's Eve, I went to the doctors in 2019. So that's how long it took me to register how I was feeling. It was years later. And I went to the doctors and I just burst into tears and said, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I know I'm not myself and I just, I can't stop crying. And the first thing the doctor said to me was, okay well thank you for being here because it must be something that people don't want to seek help for or hide away from and I was adamant I was like I need I know I need help I know that's what I need and they were so helpful they gave me a list of therapists and they said contact these and they will get you in straight away and I remember I contacted my therapist and within three weeks I was seen straight in for a session. And was I that private um, or public? So that was actually on the NHS, which I was very thankful for. I was quite willing to pay, 
but she was like no they'll get you in and on my first session I remember the the whole hour I just cried the whole hour and I said to her I don't know what I'm crying about but I just need to cry and she just sat there and allowed me to cry and then you progress through the therapy sessions what were the tools that you've now got in your toolbox to cope with the anxiety so I have like a few little coping mechanisms so I recognized that caffeine was quite a high um anxiety trigger for myself so I now avoid like caffeine altogether so I only drink water and decaf green tea because I find I like green tea but the decaf it just stops having the caffeine in it I also recognize when I'm overthinking which is probably really hard for some people but I recognize when I'm starting to overthink and panic so when I am I'm like Bianca you're being silly stop you're overthinking it And I'm like, okay, just breathe. And I have to tell myself to breathe. I also do like really deep breaths when I feel like I'm losing sense of control. So I do really deep breaths and sometimes I tap. So I'll tap something (laughs) and I'll just tap away until I feel like I'm calming down. But I never took medication for my anxiety. I, I really wanted to try and do it through the mind and you know overcome it with my mind I was offered like beta blockers you know to slow down the heart racing but I was adamant I wanted to do it on my own I don't know if I should have done medication to help at the time some people do need it and some people don't but that was how I wanted to do it and my coping mechanisms do work for me obviously for others it might not be the same but they help me and I also find as well like sleeping going to bed at a reasonable time and just switching off. I also listen to ASMR before I go to bed. I just find it so calming. I really like the sounds of tapping and just like whispering. I just find it extremely soothing on my brain. So I listen to that as well. And yeah, I follow quite a few on my YouTube. (laughs) Well, for those that are watching or listening, don't just go by what Bianca saying and think that's going to fix you speak to your doctor seek medical advice you know we don't want you to go and start taking medication without knowing exactly what you're doing and also ASMR is amazing obviously on TikTok there's loads of them especially with cooking I absolutely love as well um so bringing it more up to date you turned 30 recently and I'm 30 I'm about to turn 31 and it's quite interesting because when I turned 30 I had this breakdown of like oh my god I'm 30 years old what where am I in the world I don't really know what I am What's your experience been like in the past couple of weeks since you've turned 30? Well, I was dreading turning 30 myself. I was absolutely dreading it. I was like, I don't want to turn 30. I'm not ready to go into the 30s, Mark. But I turned 30 and I was like, life's no different. It's, it's not Yeah, it really isn't. You have your birthday and it's like, <laughs> I don't know, same bleep, different day. Exactly. It's not changed. I was like, oh, I was expecting like to get so many wrinkles it's the day I turned 30 and <laughs> I was like actually Bianca you're just 30 like it doesn't change you at all and um, life's been it's been fine I went away I celebrated my 30th and um, I couldn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to because I knew what was coming I knew the show was airing I knew my storyline was going to come so I've been apprehensive more probably for the show than my 30th but I think I put a lot of um fear from turning 30 because I thought once I turn 30 
I know that straight after that the show was going to be airing so I had I was focusing so much on my birthday so that I knew what was coming afterwards but also as a girl turning 30 there's a lot of pressure and I have a lot of female friends and they always talk about the pressures of you know I want to have kids and I want to have be a mum at a certain age what's it been like from a perspective of relationships for you of I'm about to turn 30 and when you're applying to the show going I'm about to turn 30 I need to be mad because I want to get my life actually going now have you found that was a pressure or were you like look if it is it is you know the show's been on for a couple of years obviously some marriages do work and we've got a couple of babies for married at first sight couples but also it isn't the be all and end all yeah I think I have put a lot of pressure myself over the years you know to be in that kind of family life environment you know where you're married you've got uh, you've got babies and you've got like a family unit I put a lot of pressure on myself because a lot of my friends around me had had that and I thought right once I turn 30 I need to make sure that this is my life like I need to make sure that my life is sorted but in reality everyone's life is so much so different no one has the same journey ever I think when people are like by the age of 26 I want this 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 and this it's like and it, if it doesn't happen you're disappointed but sometimes your life is just planned so differently and your friend who's maybe got like two children or or hasn't or they're married you know that's their journey but it's not yours and it shouldn't define your life because you feel like other people are maybe ahead of you I put a lot of pressure on myself thinking that I was behind. I'm 30. I've got not got a boyfriend. I've not got kids. You know, and I was thinking, gosh, I'm, I'm going to be single forever. I'm not going to. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
have babies in, in reality that's just not the case it just means that like my journey for that hasn't started yet I absolutely thing. love that. And I did that the other day. My friend was going, oh, my kids are driving me mad. And I'm going, well, I've just watched a Christmas film and we're in October. And <laughs> now I'm in the bath of a book and it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm quite happy, actually. <laughs> You're like, yes, <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side. That's true. So then you join Married at First Sight and obviously you get given your husband, etc. You get you have your wedding, blah, blah, blah. You then go to Mauritius for your honeymoon. And Mauritius and the Maldives are one of those places that is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go to. And it's amazing that E4 and the production company have paid for you to go there. Yeah. How did you find going there as a symbolism of, number one, a honeymoon? And I'm not talking about the TV show, but just the fact of it's our life goals to go to the Maldives or Mauritius. You actually get to go there and it's all paid for. But then... It's supposed to symbolise the honeymoon. It's supposed to symbolise the most happiest moment of your life. And yes, you've got cameras there, but also this is a reality for you. Did it match the expectations of what you've been building up to since you were in your teenage years of this place to go to? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. There we go. One word answer. <laughs> That's all on it. <laughs> no, like the Mauritius is so beautiful and it... I feel like I didn't even explore it as much as I wanted to. You go for a honeymoon and you automatically think, oh, that's it, like the cameras go, you explore this little island together and you go and, you know, you get to learn and grow with each other. That is just not the case. <laughs> You're told like, this is where we're going to, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. And away from your hotel, the only places you go to are for filming. So away from that, you don't really get to explore the island. So it didn't really feel like a honeymoon. It just kind of felt like, oh, we're just filming, but in another country. When you're going through a relationship with JJ now, <laughs> and you've been in such a narcissistic, emotionally abusive relationship in the past, and yet building up this confidence that you've had in therapy, and then meeting someone like JJ that you think is going to be the relationship forever there's still from a production point of view a lot of control over the conversations and the control over your space how did you adjust to that of going I don't want to be taken back to being controlled I want to be in control myself and yet I'm doing this on the tv show where I haven't got that production don't actually like control like what you say they obviously direct the conversation but what you what you say what comes out your mouth that's that's from your that's from your heart that's from your soul that's what you say I was hoping that JJ and I could be on like more equal terms I wanted it to be more of an equal kind of relationship more than like ownership as such I really didn't want that and to be fair JJ was very he allowed me to be me he didn't really control me at all it's just that I, he wasn't very honest with what he did but that again is a different story but I was trying to make sure that I wasn't taken for a fool I really didn't want people to think oh you know she's just she's coming across as desperate even though I do think it did come across that way <laughs> but I was like I want to show that like I don't want to be controlled I'm here to find love and Quite frankly, if I had known everything that was going to happen now, would I have walked down the aisle? Probably not. <laughs> well, yeah, but then also, if you think about, in a TV point of view, those big moments, season five of Married at First Sight Australia had the same thing with Sam over in Australia and Jessica, and it defined it, but also 
makes you look like the hero. So in a storyline point of view, you've come out on top. Obviously, Ella and JJ, who aren't here to answer themselves, haven't been able to come out on top. Three weeks later of the experience, you go to the commitment ceremony, you say, look, that's it, I'm done. First of all, how do you mentally now look back at the resilience and the confidence that you've built up in yourself? And secondly, when you made that decision of, right, that's it, I'm done, how did it make you feel of, it's kind of like stakes of ladders of, okay, I'm not with JJ, I'm going to have to go back to the beginning of relationships again now. So when I said I was done, I was relieved. I was extremely relieved. And I felt like a lot of like weight had been lifted from me. I felt extremely suffocated and I felt like really trapped in the environment I was in. I knew it wasn't right for me and I really did want to, I did want to leave it. So when I was like, I'm completely done, I felt relieved, like the sense of relief just hit me and I felt so much better within myself. I left a lot happier and, you know, I think you sense when something's not right for you and it really didn't feel right for me at all. And then you come off the show, you've left filming, you've come back to your actual home. How did you find adjusting to leaving that bubble? So you're around, the, you're away from the toxicity of the dinner table, you're away from the toxicity of the commitment ceremonies and you're just at home with your mum and your dad back being Bianca at home now? I definitely had FOMO. <laughs> FOMO from the arguments, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I had FOMO so bad. I was like, oh, what are they doing? What's going on? Uh, because you can't text them because they're all got, we've all got, like, they all have burner phones. So you can't text them and be like, what are you doing? You you feel like, oh, well, what's going on? I'm curious. But you were just like, I think the first week for myself when I got back, it was difficult. I was like really struggling. I was like, oh, you know, what's everyone doing? And I felt like I couldn't get into a routine, but I made myself go back to work pretty much straight away, which helped encourage me and distracted my mind from what else was going on while they were down there. So are you now working full-time as a hair extension specialist and not trying to get into any more TV? It's back to work and that was an experience to happen, but that's me done now. I mean, I'm never saying never to anything. You know, I am currently single, so who knows what will happen. Um, but I'm currently, yeah, I'm working at the minute. And how have you found going back to work straight away and being away from that? Because a lot of the people I speak to, do Married at First Sight and Love Brother, they come out and they go, right, I want to try and become an influencer. I want to get my social media going. I want to get on Celebs Go Dating and the next TV show. How have you found going the opposite way of going, well, that was an experience. Now I'm going back to work. Um, well, you have to do it anyway. So once you leave the show, you go back to work anyway. And then obviously it all ramps up again when it airs. But I don't know. It's really hard. Like you, you, I don't know. It's hard. I find it quite difficult actually because you do have a platform at the end of it and you think, so I want to use my platform to like help others and like encourage others. You know, I love people being like their true authentic self. And I always want to encourage people to be who they are. And if I am given a platform to do that, I will try and do it. But I do love hair as well. So I don't know if maybe I can mix the two lifestyles together. Who knows? <laughs> well, I used to like hair and then I lost it all. So I can't really <laughs> join in that conversation.
My thanks to be anchor for talking to me here on Skin and Skirt. If you're affected by anything you've heard, womensaid.org.uk, if you're going through something similar that Bianca went through when she was younger, Married at First Sight continues on E4 at 9pm on Monday to Thursdays each week. And if you love Married at First Sight like I do, in the Secure the Insecure library, there are episodes of Gemma and PJ and Sophie from last year, Amy Christopher's from the year before, Paul C. Bronson's done about 2,000 episodes, Charlene Douglas has been on four. So look, if you love Married at First Sight, Secure the Insecure is where you need to be to hear all the episodes where you hear how to actually find love. And if you're not finding love, how to have a relationship with yourself. And if you enjoyed today's episode, then please subscribe to Skin and Skill where you're watching or listening. Leave a five-star rating and a review on social media at Johnny JohnnyCfoot92 on TikTok, at Johnny JohnnyCfoot on Instagram and on Twitter. And I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you and goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.